Are you there? Hello? Hello? Uh, hello. Hello. There he is. God, it works. Thank God. Something's working. <laughs> Did you have to use the uh, pin to get in? Yeah, I had to use the show number and the pin. And then they yeah, they've got this like backwards right now. Yeah, for some, well, oh, did it not tell you how to, I know how to unmute, but I don't know if I actually did it on this end. Yeah, I did it here. Okay. Did it tell you how to unmute? How the hell did you figure that one out? <laughs> well, anyway, okay. it figures apparently that you are the host and that I'm the guest, whatever it's making the recording. Um, okay, so we're just going to talk. We're going to do like a quick you know, 20, 30 minutes about the uh, the trip up there this spring. I got all the pictures and everything I can put together for the beginning part of it. So, okay. Anything else that you want to quit questions, comments, anything? Uh, not really. I. It's just been a slow year. I mean, I had my friends up here, and yeah. they got out of town, and then a forest blew up. And... Yeah. How's the smoke up there today? Is it still horrible? Oh, God, yeah. But it looks like we're going to get rain tonight, so that'll help. Oh, good. I really <laughs> it's really overcast here today and cold. I mean, we got my dragon outside today, even though it's clear. Been clear since <laughs> last Monday when it rained all day. I mean, no snow. Oh, man. Oh, it's also so been much. fairly cool. I think the highest temp we hit this week was 81. The rest of the week was in the 70s. Yeah, that's what it's... It's been real cool up here, but... Uh, yes, smoky. We got four big fires burning and then one complex, so... Oh, God. You guys are getting the same thing we had last year. It was just about unbelievable here. I was having asthma attacks all the time. Oh, yeah. The big helicopters are going over all the time. And, uh... Well, at least it shows they're actually trying to do something. That's good. <laughs> we yeah, were building down last year going, hey, can you guys, uh, like, borrow some uh, water tankers from Canada or something, maybe? Because uh, this is sucking a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was talking when my friends were up here. We were out at the Amish store getting lunch. <laughs> I was talking to a hotshot crew out there, and they says, "Oh, we pretty much got everything, you know, contained." He says, "Biggest fire we got's not quite 500 acres." A couple of days later. Uh, well. Yeah, you told me about that. The one went from 500 to 5,000. Yep. Now it's moved into Canada, so it's their problem. <laughs> Yay, Canada has to do something. Yay. Yeah, I guess they're going to fires over in BC. We got one of the admins on the the Glag page. By the way, I got to tell you this. The other night, Kevin uh, had another medical emergency. Paramedic showed up there. So a bunch of people oh, were over boy. in the group on MeWe sort of chatting, waiting to hear more news on him and stuff. And like 5.30 in the morning, I'm on there with somebody from Texas, somebody from Oregon. Uh, what was the other state? There was somebody from California, somebody from Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, all on chat at the same time. And wow. I just kind of stopped for a minute and went, wow, this really is worldwide. <laughs> I'm talking to people all <laughs> over the freaking planet right now. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> well, one thing that that kind of surprises me all the time is how much I got a lot of fan support down in Australia, and so does Kevin with the Glag Saga. The Aussies really like my show for some damn reason. So that's kind of nice. Outside the U.S., that's my number one stronghold is Australia. Europe yeah, there's a lot of interest in it down there, isn't there? Well, they got the damn things down there. I mean, it's, you know, similar to or the same thing, one or the other, but... Uh, you know, and I know a bunch of researchers down there. I get people contacting me, telling me their Bigfoot stories from Australia all the time, more than I get yeah. from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, better start putting them on. 
<laughs> well, yeah, if I, you know, most of them won't come on the show. They'll just tell you their story. I'll tell you a real quick one here before we start recording. There's this, uh, this will warm your heart. There's this lady down in Australia that had kind of a similar upbringing to Kat. She had Bigfoot around her, or Yowies as they call them down there, around the property all the time. And from the time she was a little girl, they were watching her and keeping an eye on her, apparently. And uh, she was uh, coming back from school and they had been alert in the area that there's chomos around and kids, you know, if you're going to walk home, make sure you walk in at least two, if not more kids in a group. And so she had some little girl that was younger than her and they're walking back and there's this truck on the side of the road and this guy leans out and he goes, Hey, I'll give you two bucks if you come over here. And she's like, no, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. And he goes, well, I'm not a stranger. Your dad sent me to get you. Oh yeah. What's my dad's name? Well, he gave the wrong name. And she goes, well, that's not my dad's name, but I will tell my dad that you're talking about him. And her and the little girl continue on their way past the truck. Well, they're like maybe another 100 yards down the road. They've been hearing like something going through the woods alongside of them up to their right as they're going back. And this is the same side of the road the truck was parked on. And all of a sudden, there's this blood-curdling scream and something is tearing through the woods toward them. And they're just trying to get out of the way of where this noise is coming from. And this guy comes running out, all covered with blood, ripped up. He's got his hands above his head, and he's screaming and shrieking crazily. When he sees the little girls, he runs away from them back toward the truck, at which point the area that he came from, a tree falls over. A couple other trees start shaking, and they hear this T-Rex roar. And then the commotion in the woods goes the same direction that this guy did back toward the truck. And they just kept walking home. (laughs) <laughs> looks like somebody so, was watching out for them <laughs> yeah exactly somebody was watching those little girls and didn't like a chomo prowling along behind him. that son of a bitch is lucky he's alive that could have just been really? a scream and a snap and they never heard anything you know and nobody ever saw that son of a bitch again but yeah according to what Kat <laughs> says about the way their troop structure is and stuff you do something like that you're gonna Bigfoot will kill you for doing something like that so yeah. Tucker's lucky he's alive. Really? Serves she had another mind. story where she was avoiding her parents, and they were all out in the field yelling for her, and she was mad at them because they'd been mean to her all day. So she was sitting just inside the wood line, like making little stick houses and stuff. And she, she knew there was something there watching her because she felt it, but it didn't seem dangerous. So she was just ignoring it. And she said all of a sudden everything turned black, and there was something around her head. And she felt herself being lifted up, And then the black went away, and she was standing on her feet about six feet away on the outside of the tree line in the field where folks immediately noticed her and went, hey, get over here. (laughs) And she said, I just about freaked out when I heard that story about the old cat up by the head and then turning around and looking at her because I think that's what he did to me. He picked me up and put me in the clearing where my folks could find me. So, yeah, that's the kind of interesting stories that get sent to me from people that don't want to be on the show. Hmm. That's Same too kind bad of they don't get on. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, let's see. I guess you're going to be at the beginning of the show, so let me do the show intro, and then I'll bring you on, and we can record your podcast. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All righty. All righty. Big Sky Howdy, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of World Bigfoot Radio. Sorry, there's been a lag in between doing shows. Been tremendously busy here. Had a couple of uh, scheduled outings on uh, two weekends, the meet and greet on the first one, and then last weekend uh, we were up in Coloma in the ghost town being surrounded by Bigfoot, and yeah. So anyway, I decided that what I was going to do is I would take all the field trips, all the expeditions that I did this summer, put them all together and have uh, guests on, people that were with me for them, to talk about uh, the stuff that happened while we were out squatching this year. And, of course, we got video and pictures and audio captures and all sorts of stuff to share with you. So that's what's coming up there. Now, before I get on to the show, a quick note about my channel. Uh, YouTube has demonetized my entire channel, um, so I'm not getting paid anything for August. And, uh, you know, they Apparently didn't feel like paying anything for the money I earned in June either. So 
So I'm uh, pretty broke right now and actually not too happy with this situation. I'm looking at setting up my own website where the show will be found in the future without third-party interference. So anyway, uh, more updates on that will be coming, al coming along in future shows. In the meantime, if you feel like you'd like to help the cause and keep the show coming to you until I can get all this other stuff sorted out, you can always go to PayPal Me World Bigfoot Central, all one word, World Bigfoot Central, PayPal Me World Bigfoot Central, and donate anything that you feel like you're being led to donate to the cause to keep these uh, shows coming to you, which I'm hoping everybody enjoys. I try and keep the quality high as much as I can with the zero budget that I have currently. But anyway, on with the show. And so we start out uh, way back in July or June. I was contacted by somebody who's a, a watcher, listener of the show, and has actually been on the show several times and wanted me to come up to his neck of the woods, which is uh, northwest of here, still in Montana, though, and um, up by the Libby area. And uh, they had a Sasquatch Festival going on up there, so I figured that would be fun. So with that, let me bring on Grizz. Welcome back to the show, Grizz. Hi, Duke. How you doing? Hanging in there, buddy. I'm pretty beat up from these last couple of weeks of trying to hoof it up and down the mountains with my cane, so... You know, I feel like I got, I got stepped on and crushed by a Bigfoot, but other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, at least you can get out and breathe the air up here. It's a smoke yeah. you can't see across the street. Yeah, you, Grizz is up there by a big bunch of the complex fires up in northwest Montana, and he's got the smoke coming in from the Canadian fires further west, so he's getting the air quality we had this time of last year, which is to say you can see about a block. And... uh everybody's it's it smells like all your neighbors are having a giant barbecue all the time <laughs> except no yummy meat smell just the burning wood smell so That's anyway it. yeah yeah so yeah we went i went up there for five days with you guys the first thing that we did is uh we went up to the the sasquatch festival which is in uh the the giant booming metropolis of the yak <laughs> up to and, the yeah uh, you guys are seeing seeing pictures of that when you see the one with me standing there with the drainage and stuff in the background that's sort of the downtown yak i'm standing in the one direction where there aren't any buildings if you look in the other uh off to uh let's see out to my left there there'd be a connecting road and then back behind the photographer which is grizz um there's the little one block of town and you guys will be seeing pictures of all the uh the stuff they had set up there, they had uh, cutouts of different Bigfoots all over the place and stuff. So they had pictures of those, and they had little warning signs up that Bigfoot had been spotted in the yak drainage system and reported to forestry if you see it, which, uh, you know, apparently was a hoax, but uh, they were fun to look at. <laughs> and I got a picture of those. Yeah, forestry, yeah, somehow that got leaked out. I don't know how, but somehow a picture of those got leaked out. <clears throat> And somebody else picked it up, and Forestry had to actually do a statement on it saying, no, that's not real. Those aren't real postings. And <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so we got up to the Yak, and we, we spent a couple of days there. Unfortunately, it was kind of rainy, and the turnout wasn't very big, so didn't really um, get a chance to talk to anybody that had actually had Bigfoot sightings. The uh, it, was, it was mostly just... Uh, the hardcores that were there for the celebrations slash drink beer and listen to live bands thing that was going on, going on outdoors at the time. So we're going to kind of skip over the rest of that part, and I'm going to go right to the fun part where we left there and we uh, we decided to do a run around your local area and uh, see what we could find there. And we also went up to the area where you had had your sighting. So uh, you want right. to take up there? Yeah, you know, we... we drove up there into the uh, Libby Creek drainage, and uh, that's the first time I've been up that road since I, I had that first encounter, which was uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there's Mama Bear. She just goes charging off in the woods anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it had been long enough since you were there that the area had actually changed quite a bit. What had been sort of a small open field when you were there and saw it originally now had all kinds of uh, little brush trees growing up, like what, eight, eight, ten yeah. feet tall. Yeah, the buck and brush then, and 
other trees, you know, it, it's it's been filling in, but, you know, that's over 20 years ago when I had my first encounter, so. Right. But it, it well, was fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, me and Mama Bear actually went up the hillside that he, he knew which direction it went, and there seemed to be like a still being used sort of trail there. Hmm. And we went walking up there, and uh, we got part of the ways up the the mountain. Mama Bear was having fun picking wild mushrooms, and I was looking around for yeah. structured tracks or anything. And we both heard a huge thud that some like somebody dropped a car out of a tree. At which point, and this was further up the mountain from us, and I went, "Well, uh, we should probably head back now." <laughs> so we started making our way down the mountain, and uh, as we got down there, there was this kind of odd looking that had been cut off by humans, obviously at some point tree stump and bear noticed what i had noticed on the way up there that there was a track right next to it which was great for me because it's like well there's confirmation he found the same thing on his own and he went one step further and had been walking around the area while we were further up and found another track which really didn't you know wasn't worth trying to take a picture of we had trouble getting a good picture of the track that we got but you're probably looking at it right now um i outlined it so you guys can see basically where it was it was you know big enough much Enough bigger than a human track to be obviously not a human track, but not particularly well-defined. And then we took a look at the stump. How about yeah, that Yeah, that stump? was weird. <laughs> that that was just plain strange. <laughs> yeah, and, and Bear, I, keep in mind all these pictures you see, and Bear took all of them. And while we were up there and he found that track and documented it, he started looking at that stump, which I hadn't done. I just noticed there was a track next to it, kept walking, wanted to find more of them. And uh, while we were up there trying to, you know, she was gathering mushrooms and I'm looking around for other stuff, we come back down and here Bear's had a few minutes, uh, excuse me, Grizz's had a few minutes to sit there and, and take a look at this stump. And uh, what what did it look like? What did you think when you first saw that? Gosh, I, I, I've never seen anything like that before. You know, I thought at first might have been originally branches when it was a seedling or something but you know looking at the outside there was never any branches the bark was still around it there was never any branches and uh you know it's like they'd all been uh, sharpened yeah that's the, the you know i'm sure you guys are looking at the picture but there's like several rows of these punji stick looking spikes sticking out on the inside of this hollow stump yeah no way would I ever stick my hand down there. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. Neither of us even thought thought about trying that. That looked like way too much. You were going to get ripped up for sure. And, and, and what the hell is that? But if any of you watchers out there have ever seen anything like this, please let us know because we're both, uh, and I'm going to throw out a bad pun here, we're both stumped about this stump thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we both kind of sat there and scratched our heads for a while. And I went, we need to take pictures of this because this is really freaking weird. Um, so that was, the, the, that was that little part of the trip. I don't know if you, if, if, even at this point, if you have any kind of a clue what the hell that was all about. I have no idea. I've asked some of these old cedar beasts around here and they haven't a clue. Uh, it was just something I've never seen in all the years I've been ghosting around these mountains. And it yeah, was, and you got uh, a big extensive background of doing hunting and fishing and outfitting and leading, you know, guiding people and all that. And you haven't seen anything like that before. No, never, never. Yeah, I've seen a lot of hollow stumps and stuff, but I've never seen anything like that. It was, it's a mystery. Yeah, it is to me, too. I know we found a couple other mysterious things. There's a couple times where I saw big tangles of timber that looked like it might be uh, constructed, but in those cases, it was so steep, um, and, and Grizzle vouch for this. I'm pretty much a mountain goat. I'll try and get to it anyway, and I, I actually had to bow out on a couple of them and go, nah, even if I can get down there, I'm not sure I can get back up again, so I'm not going to go check that one out. But uh, one thing that they found while I was trying to climb down one of these embankments to get to one of these areas and unfortunately failing miserably and having to come back up again, they found something interesting lying on the road. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, like somebody plucked a deer 
there's a few bones there, and obviously the marrow had been taken out of them. But other than that, there was just the the hair, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of it. As you can tell by the pictures, it looked like pretty much all the hair from the whole damn deer had been pulled out. Right. I've never seen anything like that before either, ever. Neither mama bear. And, uh, you know, we both guided and everything around here for years and never encountered anything like that. It, it was just plain strange. Uh, I I have no explanation for it. Uh, and that it was just, we ran into a few strange things up there. Yeah, we did. That one spot that was across from where you had your saying, um, or is that the same spot? We camped, and there was a little uh, access to a winding river there, and uh, it was just a little pullout. I think like two or three cars could fit maybe in this little spot that they had off the road. And I got out and started walking around. I I took a beeline, of course, and forget where the humans have been walking. I'm just going to beeline it right toward the the river. I come over the top of an embankment, and there's two, you know, boulders there big enough that I would hurt myself trying to move them. They've been freshly flipped over um, right right next to the holes where they had obviously been laying for like forever. These things were, you know, a good 18 to 20 inches across and uh, several inches thick. Uh, and, you know, like a lot of weight to just flip over for nothing. And there's no signs of uh, claw marks on the edge of these little pits where it had been flipped over. That like a bear had done it or something. There's no tracks of anything around there I could find. So that was peculiar, but not peculiar enough for me to photograph it. But we'll have more of that stuff coming up that was taken closer to here in a little bit. But the other thing uh, that we found that we both totally dropped the ball on, and can you remember if this was near the same spot where we found the the plucked deer hair all over the side of the road, but the uh, the missing tree, that was pretty close. To yeah, that... that well, it was about, oh, five miles up the road. Okay. And that on the loop over, and that one's a head scratcher, too. That that tree wasn't snapped. It was twisted and broke. And, and gone. Gone. Just yeah. gone. Uh, I mean... <laughs> we're really like, squatching just to set the set the the, uh, mood for everybody here what was going on is it was kind of a rainy day and we were just driving down the road because there are huge areas out there you can drive around nobody ever hardly drives there and nobody nobody going in there except hunting season pretty much so we figured we'd do some road squash and see if we could see structures from the road or anything and went by this one area and noticed an unusual amount of timber had been knocked down in this one area so we got out and i went walking up there and i was going to try and go in but man it was like all these trees were really big and they were knocked down in such a way that you had to either clamber over or get down on all fours and go underneath. You just couldn't step over. It was too, all the big trees in this area were too big for that. And it looked like it went back at least, you know, like a football field length pretty much in every direction from the road. So I was not like into the idea of trying to clamber over all that stuff. And I turn around, I was coming back to the road and I see this stump. And it's not that far from the road. You could basically see it from the road. And it was yeah. like maybe two and a half feet tall and about uh, 10 inches to a foot thick and clearly yep. had been twist snapped. And the thing that got me, I right. stood there and looked at it for a minute and went, what's wrong with the scene? And then I realized that there's these little thin, incredibly easy to break little dried up bushes all the way around this stump. And there was no tree there. That tree was gone. Yeah. It had never hit the ground because if it had fallen in any direction, it would have taken out some of this stuff. So, like, literally something twist-snapped this tree off and walked off with it. Right. Because you would have seen it just because of the way it was was broken. And like a fool, I forgot to take pictures of it. And I haven't been able to get back up in that area and get a picture. I will be going up there as soon as the smoke clears. (laughs) Yeah, right on. Well, hopefully we'll have that in the near future, too, and we can show that in some future show or I can put it on the channel and update everybody with it because that was just 
you know, I found a lot of weird Bigfoot signs before, but a whole missing tree. And, you know, clearly there was yeah, no it, heavy equipment at work here because this wasn't snapped up, uh, you know, by humans or heavy equipment. There was no signs any heavy equipment had ever been near it. There wasn't even any tracks going to it. You kind of had to push oh, yeah. through a little bit of a thicket to even get to it. Right. It's just like something really big reached down and just twisted it till it broke and then walked off with it. And it was a pretty hefty hunk of wood there, you know, but the rest of the tree just gone. It's it just not anywhere to be seen. You and I looked all around for it. I know. And that's the thing that blew me away because it's like, well, you know, let's assume something really weird happened. Uh, lightning hit it almost down by the base of the trunk and uh, the force of the lightning twist snapped the tree off and it fell over. Well, where the hell's a tree? Yeah. Yeah, that that that's uh, the the clincher. Uh, it's something I've never seen before. I mean, we were seeing stuff, you know, that just out there. And, uh, you know, where's the rest of the tree? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my reaction. I'm, and I apologize to everybody right now. Usually I'm, I always make sure I get everything documented. And honestly, we were both just so stunned looking at this thing. But it never even occurred to us that uh, uh, neither one of us took a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 big camera was still in the rig, and but I did have my phone. I could have taken a picture of it, but it, it was just like, whoa, this is strange. <laughs> I know. never this thought is, this about is like it. A, yeah, uh, this is another good example when people always go, well, if you saw a Bigfoot, why didn't you take a picture of it? Because uh, you're busy being stunned. This wasn't even yeah. a Bigfoot. This was just an, you know, an anomalously weird missing tree. So you got all day to sit there and stare at it. We're still so busy being shocked. Neither one of us thought, oh, we should take a picture too. Yeah. I mean, it would have taken a couple of seconds to get a couple of pictures. And it was just like, this makes no sense whatsoever. And we were busy looking for the rest of the tree that just was not anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, even the that, thing is, even if it had fallen toward the road, so it was an impediment to progress, and they had to come into the crew and move it or something, it would have done damage to the little, you know, dried up yeah. old ancient twiggy uh, bushes around it. It would have done something to them when it fell across them. It didn't go that way. Right. It, it was just like something came in, twisted it off. And walked off with it. And yeah, and that no was way. that was really creepy too, because you look at something that big. You know, again, we're talking like ten inches to a foot thick. That's a whole tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, you can't, you you couldn't even get heavy equipment in there. It's so thick, and all the blow down and stuff around. And uh, I never seen anything like that one either and you know i've I've seen a lot of blow down i've walked through it and you know it's just part of the forest sure and i've never seen anything like that normally when you get blow down it pulls them out by the roots or busts them off halfway up and that but it's it's a clean break it's not a twist that was Mm -hmm. definitely twisted Yes, yeah. and the other thing is too. Even like you just like you just mentioned, and rightfully and wisely so, if if nature gets it, if it's that low to the ground, it's gonna uproot the tree. It's gonna right. pull the roots up, and the whole tree will flop over. The breaks you usually see are part way up, where the canopy has got enough wind resistance to to make so that it'll actually snap the tree in half rather than uprooting it. And then you get the break quite a ways up. It doesn't happen like two feet off the ground. And it definitely doesn't right. twist it and make the tree disappear. Right. And you, can, you yeah. can't use tornadoes as an excuse because there's perfectly intact, all these pitiful little dried up bushes, all this other stuff that sure as hell would have come out at the same time if not before that tree had. So there's no way that could have caused it either. Yeah, and the thing was, it was it was pretty fresh. Yeah, that was the other thing that was disconcerting about it. It wasn't old wood. This has been, like, recently done. I was, like, looking over my shoulder nervously a few times while we were there staring at it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to meet whatever did that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the short version, whether it's a really big squatch or the local mountain giant. Either way, I don't want to meet them. So, wow. And then what else did we have happen? Is there anything I'm forgetting? Uh, actually, that was about it. We had some fun. You got to do a yak attack, so you can, you've got a yak badge of honor now. You've done a yak attack. <laughs> All right. I'll put that, put that in my uh, trophy case along with my other medals of honor for, <laughs> for being crazed mountain man that actually does Bigfoot shows. Um. Yeah, I was really impressed with the area. There's so much land up there and so few people that, you know, oh, there yeah. has to be Bigfoot around. And we found enough evidence. We found a track and yada, 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 you know. Um, yeah, so. I was I was surprised with that track. That's the first track I've ever seen up here. And I, I just happened to glance it. And I really wasn't quite sure. So when you come down, that's why I brought it to your attention. I mean, the, the picture doesn't do it justice because you could actually no. see the big toe and all that stuff and is, is the boots that we used your boots are what 12 inches yep and you could see it's substantially so, bigger than the than my foot next to it yeah and it was so wide and you know it, it had to be heavy enough to go in through the forest snap to to do that mm-hmm. so that was yeah, and we weren't making any marks standing next to it either, so our little, you know, 200-pound weight was insufficient to even leave a, a mark of any kind on the forest floor. Right. So you got this big indent or something obviously way heavier than us stepped there. Yeah, I mean, uh, that to me was uh, pretty neat. It really was. I mean, we learned so much from you being up here. You really did teach us a lot. And well, the other thing that impressed me is that you found another track a little bit further up the hill from there. And again, like I said previously, wasn't wasn't good enough quality to photograph. But right, you weren't just standing around; you were looking around. And sure enough, you found another one, same size, going the same direction up the mountain. And again, we're on, yeah. we're on the path that the Bigfoot that you had seen 20 years previously was following. That's what we did. We went up right. the same direction, and there's all kinds of signs that yeah, they've still been using that as a travel route. Yeah, they're they're still up there. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, but you got a chance to see how vast it is up here. Oh, yeah. The other thing that impressed me is that it doesn't look like around here. We've got, you know, forests and everything, but the climate here is drier than it is right up there where you guys are at, and some of it looked like the Pacific Northwest. There's giant canopies of trees. It's raining out in the open. You walk underneath the trees. It's not raining anymore. Um, you know, right. ferns on the ground, moss hanging from the trees. Looks like all the pictures that you guys have all seen from the rainforest in the Pacific Northwest, and that's really what it looks like. And, uh, you know, I was yeah. kind of impressed by that. I didn't know there was any um, forest like that actually in Montana. We're, like, really close to it, but I didn't know there was any of it actually in Montana. This is all – these are old-growth original trees haven't been logged out in this area, so really impressively huge, you know. A Bigfoot with four-foot-wide shoulders could easily stand behind one of these trees, and you wouldn't see him. <laughs> right, you know. Right. I I wonder sometimes how many times they've watched me and the mama bear go right on by. <laughs> yeah, I know. Never, I've never noticed. <laughs> one of those creepy and things man. that always bothers me, man, I'll tell you. You, you. you think back on how many times you're out in the woods and being clueless about it, and, you know, how many zillion times were they actually following me around, watching what I was doing and whatnot? It's really a creepy feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new <laughs> new show for us, I'll tell you. And now we, we really haven't had, you know, with the smoke and all that stuff, been able to get out outside all that much and that hopefully this rain if it comes in today it'll clear things out and then we can get back out and go poke around the woods a little bit and uh, right on. now we know what we're looking looking at you know my attitude is you know live let live and that but at least 
when we see these structures and that, we'll we'll know why, you know, what put them there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not some, you know, lunatic combat veteran that set up a little, you know, three-stick lean-to for one night or something. <laughs> that apparently yeah. serves no real purpose. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's uh, opened our eyes. Like I said, you taught us a lot. And... Uh, you know, being retired totally now, it it gives us both something to go out and do. And well, yeah, and you're lucky change. too because where where you're at up there, you don't have to hardly drive three four miles out of town, and you got areas that you know easily could have Bigfoot active in them. So you don't have to drive long distances to go go looking around for it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a you know you slip out of town and. There you are, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm sure but, there's been a few that have waltzed through town during the dark. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, uh, you know, as much of a giant metropolis as Libya is, there really aren't any suburbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as you're outside town, it's kind of like there's no more buildings. You know, houses. W- wait a minute, where did everybody yeah. go? <laughs> well, I, I had some old high school classmates come up and. Uh, they said, oh, we, we all got rooms at a motel that's, you know, only like four blocks away from you. And I told her, I says, there's only four blocks to the whole damn town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you guys are way on the outside of town, is what you're saying? Because <laughs> four blocks in either direction, you're going out of town, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they they didn't understand it till they got here. <laughs> oh man! Well, I got to thank you guys for bringing me up there and showing me that part of the state. I really had a great time up there. And uh, even though oh, you're more the weather wasn't the weather wasn't the best the first couple of days we were there, but after that it got pretty nice. And uh, yeah, I just had a great time seeing all the sights and hanging out with you two guys. And I want to. Also, thank you for help on the technical end on this side. Grizz has been working with me to get a new computer up and running here so I can start using some uh, better stuff here and, and putting a sh- better quality show together for you guys. So don't forget to uh, thank Grizz in the comments if you want on this show. And uh, he's. Uh, I hope you don't mind that I mentioned that you're actually having some health issues right now, and I'd like everybody to pray for Grizz. If you uh, believe in the power of prayer, he could use some. Please pray for him. I sure so that, uh, All righty, good. Because uh, I want to keep you around. I want to have you on some future shows here. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, maybe I'll have some more information for you. Well, there you go. And now if the state quits burning down over there, you'll be able to get out and do some more stuff here for a couple of months before it gets to be too uh, snow-covered to do anything. So I'm hoping that happens for you here. You're You're getting the same thing we had last summer. We couldn't go out and do any squats yep. or anything for two months because the dang state was burning down around here. Right. You know, that that that's Montana. Sit around going, is it summer yet? Is it summer yet? And it's, yay, it's warm outside. Then the forest blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have mosquito and season. Then, we got forest fire season. That's what goes on here. <laughs> yeah. Forest blows up and then it snows. <laughs> and then it snows and puts it out. And it's winter again. Yay. Right. The Mont- <laughs> Montana four seasons, winter, spring, summer, fire season. Right. All right. Well, uh, great to have you back on the show again, brother. Was there any- anything else you wanted to add or that we forgot to mention? No, I think we covered it all, Duke. And I- I'm looking forward to you getting your website up and, uh, well, I, I certainly hope your your re, uh, listeners will, you know, kind of contribute so you can get that up and flying because I think once you got that done, the, the, the sky won't even be the limit. I I, I just think that uh, everybody likes your show and you'll be able to do more and we'll be able to learn more. So I encourage all your readers to, you know, Enter the kitty, get in on it. <laughs> and that. Well, you know, I, I, 
I just wanted to, again, like publicly and personally thank you for the help that you've been giving me and for uh, dragging me up there to see your, your neck of the woods, man. I really love that. That was really cool. So uh, You're more than welcome. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show yet again, and hopefully we'll have you on again in the future when there's more stuff to talk oh. about. All righty. Well, we'll be out exploring as soon as uh, smoke yeah. is out of the way and my lungs can take I, it. <laughs> I, I know you will be, and I know you're serious, because these guys actually bought themselves an older Jeep this year so that they could do exactly that. So they're really serious about They're going to be out there doing some more poking around and seeing what they can find, and I have uh, every confidence that they are going to be finding some stuff. So uh, we'll be hearing from Grizz in the future. I pretty much guarantee that. So anyway, thanks again for being on the show, buddy, and we're going to get on to the next guest. All righty. We'll talk to you later, Duke. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Okay. That's it for that recording. We got you on there. Now I got three more to do. <laughs> <laughs> I get to record Michael later like... on this afternoon. He, that crazy guy, he is just a glutton for punishment. Like, we didn't have enough scary crap happening last weekend in Cloma. So last night he sends me a message saying, hey, I'm going to Coloma overnight by yourself. And he goes, no, I'm taking the wife and kids with. And it's like, oh, my God. Well, good luck. You know. <laughs> Hope you all come back. <laughs> yeah, I get myself feeling better. I'd like to go check out Coloma just for shits and grins. Well, wait until you see the video that you left in there on part two. That's, that friggin' place is creepy as shit. There's a bunch of Bigfoot up there for sure, and there's definitely ghost activity there. We've been up there with EMF meters twice, and both times it was like, well, this is better than anything you ever see on the stupid ghost hunter shows. Right here. The meter's <laughs> going freaking crazy. You never see that on these stupid ghost hunting shows. We're sitting here in a place where there is no electricity, never has been. What's doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was crazy. And then we they took the... Uh, the crazy Bigfoot researcher challenge, we were kind of like poking at him going, well, you know what you guys should do with that EM meter? You should go up to the standing stones up there at the top of the mountain at exactly midnight and see what happens. So they slammed down three or four uh, cans each of liquid courage and actually did it. And they videotaped it. So I've got that coming up again to the show, too. All right. <laughs> yeah, there's all the theories. You're walking through the darkness. There's trees on the side of the road. Occasionally the camera swings over. There's a collapsed building, you know, with a black window yawning toward you. And then you go up and up and up <laughs> the hill and up and up and up. And then it looks like they're at Stonehenge. And then they turn the light out and just start filming the camera, the uh, EM meter going nuts. Oh, wow. Yeah, they sat up there for about 20 minutes. And then when they came back, shortly after that, everybody went Betty by. And uh, pretty much immediately, Bigfoot came out and started screwing around with all the tents. We got a bunch of audio captures from over uh, yeah, the other side of the, the town from where we were, where Jeff and uh, Creature were camped. Jeff had an audio recorder going, and he got like shit, 10 or 12 sound captures of something walking around by his tent. And a couple of them, you can tell for sure, it's bipedal, and it's huge. Wow. That's and then cool. at 4 o'clock in the morning, Shane got up to take a piss. And when he was going to get back in the camper, he noticed that there was, we had like half a moon and the sky was clear, as you could see. There was some kind of a tree over there that he hadn't noticed before. So he has Bigfoot on his property in Washington. He knows how to be nonchalant. So he takes his big, huge, super powerful flashlight. And instead of pointing it right at the spot, he just runs it across. He pans it across the spot and looks at it. And then he freezes it way over on his right. And he pans back across the spot and looks at it again. He freezes it over on his lap. And then he goes one more pass across it. It's a freaking Bigfoot standing at about a 45-degree angle with his back to him in between these two trees pretending to be a furry bush. And there's no freaking <laughs> doubt whatsoever what it is. You can see the hair. You can see what color it is, the whole thing. Well, so that, you know, then he was convinced even more so than earlier when everybody was showing up with pictures of tracks. <clears throat> that there's definitely Bigfoot there. They're definitely watching that. <laughs> Makes you wonder why they want, like to hang out around places like that. Mm-hmm. I think they probably make use of some of those old dilapidated buildings for shelter when the weather's bad. 
but part of that collapsed mine is still open. We found two more entrances to it. So I think that's where oh. they're going. They're okay. taking a nap in that friggin' mine or whatever it is that they do underground, and then at night they come up and run around. But they were active during the day. Uh, Saturday morning when it was just me and Shane there before the rest of the crew showed up, 10 o'clock in the morning we heard two wood knocks, clear as day. There's nobody oh. else there. It's wow. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, knock, knock. Sound like a baseball <laughs> bat on a tree. Huh. Yeah, yeah we had ridiculous amount of activity there. That's on my to-do list. Uh, Lisa and I'd like to go check out all the old ghost towns and stuff in Montana. Yeah, that one's fun because you can go do the, the sightseer tour of Garnett and then drive four miles and camp in an actual ghost town overnight. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fun. That's what we did. Plus road squatching. Saw lots of stuff from the road, too. We, we could have been up there for a week checking out everything we were seeing from the road. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Just got to gotta get my lungs cleared out. And <laughs> well, if you can still do it yet this fall, let me know, because I'd totally be up for going up there again. One of the other guys that's going to be on the show is... is uh, the one that was just in Coloma last night, he wants to go up and hit the Skulkaho before snow falls, which I wouldn't mind doing once my back recovers and I can take another overnight or two days sleeping in a tent. I can't even stand up right now. Hold on. Okay. I stood up. Oh. All right, brother. Well, we can just pretty much hang up on this one and be done with it. And uh, All righty. Hope you didn't mind that I, I told everybody that you helped me with a new computer, but like I really appreciate it. I want people to know. Oh um, no, no problem, no problem. I'm glad I could be some help, and um, you've been incredibly helpful. If I had three more people that were as helpful as you, I'd be like uh, putting Wes out of business right now. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll get you'll get there. You'll get there. I mean. To me, you got the best show going because you got pictures. Yeah. To go with Did the I tell story. You, I know, and I'm the only one that's doing that format, which kind of means I don't have any real competition right now. Did I tell you about what happened with Wes and uh, the Revolver Radio Network? Uh-uh. They contacted him and said, hey, we'd like to run your show if you're interested, and you can't get on their network unless they contact you and decide they want you on there. It's run by a guy who used to be one used to be president of Unibit and one the other one was a vice president to Disney. That's who's running it. Anyway, they put his show on and then like two weeks later they contact he had a whole flurry of contacts from him and he was wondering what was going on, so he went to check the numbers and he had gotten two and a half million downloads in the two weeks that they had had his show up. So all of a sudden they're trying to find a sponsor for him in advertising so they can start making money off of this gigantic pile of money that they're losing because they haven't bothered to do any of that. <laughs> and then they started asking him, do you know of any other good Bigfoot shows? Because apparently these things are popular. And he said, well, the Confessionals and World Bigfoot Radio, you can go check those out if you want to pick them up or anything. But again, I got to like, I'm not a radio show, so they're probably not going to get back to me. They did get back to Tony from Confessionals. But anyway, my point here is that I'm friends with Wes. I can go on the show whenever the fuck I want. And I already talked to him about this and said, hey, let's do another show. And uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about, I just need to plug my new website when it's up. So as many fucking views as he's getting on the Revolver Radio Network, I think of how many people I get showing up. Yeah. That's a ticket if you guys can work together and then you get your site up and going and, and plug it. Well, that's it. I, you know, it's not worth even being on a show until the site's up and running and guaranteed it's going to work. Because the last thing I right. need is a bunch of people piling over there and it collapses and it doesn't work. You can't. Monetizing isn't working and blah, blah, blah. No. So this is all right. you know, contingent on whenever that can happen. I was trying to make it happen at the end of the month here because the International Bigfoot Conference is happening at the end of the month on the 31st and I actually had a transportation lined up to go there and everything so I could advertise there too where there's thousands of big footers oh by the way I've got a new channel but no thanks to Mr. I'm going to help you volunteering and then dropping the ball I obviously won't have it up by then so I'm canceling my trip to the IBC 
So this is like one of those reasons that I get really pissed off at people that say they're going to do something and then don't do anything. And why yeah. I really love people like you that actually do what they say they're going to do. There's very few of you around. Mostly it's a lot of smack talkers. Well, blah, 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 and then they never do anything. Yeah. Well, I, I think your best shot's going with GoDaddy, and you got total control. And trust me, dude, it's it's easier than wiping your ass. It yeah. really is. Well, if I can figure out some of these other friggin' websites, I already figured out Daily Motion and how to post video there. Not that anybody's actually looking at it, but I figured out how to do it. So. Oh yeah, if if you can do your radio show, it. it, it what what you're doing right now is more complex than building a, a GoDaddy site. Well, that's good to know. Because, yeah, I'm about maxed yeah, out and complex for this right now, too. I gotta... Did you find out any other alternate to Skype? Oh, God, I forgot to ask the Mikers. He was over here yesterday. Uh, I, I will... I will uh, get a hold of him later today then I'll uh, message you through MeWe uh, the other alternatives to Skype yeah please let me know about that because yesterday I heard even yet more bad stuff about Skype and people that are sick of it and don't want to use it anymore so it's kind of pointless for me to try and set up and use that platform if it's going to be shit which was shit um, a year ago when I was using it I can see it just getting worse yeah it's it's neglected and stuff so uh i will get that info from mike write it down and i'll uh, message it over to you all right i appreciate it brother i love you i gotta hang up here and end this damn call before it goes over and doesn't work okay (laughs) well we'll talk to you later all right thanks for doing another segment on the show and thanks for all your help brother i really love you Oh, you're more than welcome, and we will get in touch with each other soon, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one's going to be fun, because there's going to be a lot of stuff to look at in this one. It's going to be like Skalko Giants all over again. All right. So, Well, I'll let you go so you don't go over, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. Have a great weekend. You too. Get better. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks. I got people praying for me now. I posted yesterday. I need prayer, so that's going to help. All right. I'll keep you in mind. We'll we'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye.